Well, last night we got to go through Manitou Springs singing the worship of our Lord <laughs> Savior Jesus Christ. How many of you, show, raise your hand if you were at the parade last night, freezing your fanny off with me. You're allowed to say that? I don't think, I should, I should, we should go back and cut that from the video. I was there freezing my behind off, as we're supposed to say. Anyways, it was cold last night, but it, I had this moment driving the truck and the trailer and kids and singing the praise music as people were going out and inviting people to our Christmas Eve service. I just had this moment that here we are, worshiping the Lord going through our city, and people are cheering us on. Like, it was just this prophetic moment. I was like, thank you, Lord. This is awesome. This is beautiful. This is holy. And uh, it was just wonderful. Um, so invite people to Christmas Eve services. We'll have two of them. Let me give you a little quiz. What time are our Christmas Eve services? Two and four. Good job, class. Uh, we will have, you might not know this, it's on the website, but we will have kids ministry check-in at both of the services during the sermon and candle lighting. So if you want to sit with your kids the whole time, it'll be, it'll be a one-hour service. If, you, if your kids are good with that and you're good with that, have them be in here. If you would like to, when I start speaking, have your kids go down and get checked in, have their own little craft instead of catching your hair on fire when we're doing the Christmas Eve candle lighting services, that we're offering that to you for both of the services, some of you young children and our praise in the Lord for that opportunity. Uh, so that's Christmas Eve. And then uh, Christmas Day happens to be a Sunday morning this day. Uh, that, that Christmas Eve day, sorry, Christmas Day is Sunday morning, and we will have an online service if you would like to watch that, but we will be celebrating uh, Christmas on Christmas Eve of those two services, so the next day there'll be an online service if you would like to partake in that, and then the Sunday after that, here's a bunch of announcements, jeez, uh, Sunday after that is New Year's Day, which is a Sunday, and we will have an awesome service right here, 10 a.m., we're bringing in donuts, and we're going to welcome in and pray in the new year 2023 uh, gosh uh, new year's day I just gotta slow down and use my words correctly thank you for that thank you amen so slow down say it right um <laughs> Uh, and then uh, more just exciting stuff happening in 2023. We're going to have more about this. We're going to have a vision Sunday on the 8th. We're going to have a family meeting night uh, on the 9th. We are going to launch our student ministries on the 4th of January. We're going to go. We're going to meet here, have a little meeting with our students in the parking lot, and then go to New Life North for the first Wednesday service. So get the word out. We are launching uh, our student ministries on the 4th of January 20. 23. The title of this sermon is what uh, Jeff already said, the little phrase that I cannot get out of my head. I said it last week. That was in the email title that went out for our church, and I cannot get out the phrase from my head, Jesus is the reason for the season. That's the title of this sermon. Now, we're going to spend some time talking about the topic of angels this morning. That's what I promised you last week. And so we're going to talk about angels. And so I want to come back around as we talk about angels and say, well, angels purpose, they're always seen as worshipers and they're always seen as messengers. And what they're doing is pointing to Jesus that he is for this season. He's the reason for the season. He's the reason for every season, by the way. And he is the one to be worshiped and glorified. So the sermon title, Jesus is the reason for the season. Let's look at our scripture for today. Turn to Luke chapter 1. 
This is one of the Christmas stories found in Luke chapter one. If you have a Bible on your phone or in the baskets as Bibles as well, we'll put it on the screen here as well. But would you stand with me as I read this scripture? This is the Christmas story. The angel Gabriel will appear to Mary. Listen to what it says. Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel, one of the named angels, Angel Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, exclamation point. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered, what kind of greeting is this that this might be? But verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. Would you say that phrase with me again? The son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. Would you say that with me? His kingdom will never end. How can this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm still a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ is in our midst. Let's pray. God, we pray that as we look at the angels in this story and throughout Scripture, that, that Lord, we would be like them, worshipers and messengers of you and what you are doing. That we'd be ministers in this dark world, bringing your light, your salvation, and your glory, that we might say, yes, of course, Jesus, you are the reason for this season, and we give you all praise and honor and glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people, shouted, amen. amen. You may be seated. What is an angel. What's an angel? Someone asked you that question. What's an angel? Well, we would refer to the Bible. We would refer to scripture. And we would look in this book and say, does the Bible say anything about angels? Yes, a whole bunch of things. Good. 300, about 300 times angels are mentioned from Genesis to Revelation. 300. They're pretty big characters throughout scripture in various stories. And if you were to take the phrase, have you heard the phrase Lord of hosts? You know what hosts means? Hosts in the Bible is angel armies. So when we sing about hosts, when we say hosts of angels like the, that came and appeared to the shepherds, we're talking about a army of angels. And if you take that phrase, that phrase is about 200 times in the Bible. So we have a lot of references to angels in the Bible. And then we have like a whole bunch of just people's thoughts about angels. Like angels have made their way into our popular thoughts, fiction, mythology, folklore. Think about all the movies, especially the Christmas movies. How many of them have angels? Whether it's a wonderful life, pop quiz, what's the name of the angel and it's a wonderful life? Clarence, good job. Uh, there's just angels throughout the stories in the Bible, throughout mythology, throughout fiction. Angels are something people really, I think in our world today, get excited about. Something like 80% of the people in the United States say they believe in angels. 
And, you know, we heard the stats. Jeff was given us stats of Christians. That's more. More people believe in angels than they do in Jesus as a savior. Think about that. Like, this could be a real starting point for conversation with people to start talking about angels. I think about people in Manitou. Not many of them would say they're a born-again Christian believer, but many of them would say they're spiritual. And if you ask them about angels, they, they might brighten up and start talking about what they think of the spiritual realm. Angels are worshipers, messengers. I'm going to get back to this point that they are never to be worshipped themselves. They're, they aren't the, the keynote of the story. The keynote is always Jesus, God himself. He is the one to be worshipped. Would you like to hear an embarrassing personal story? Oh, don't say, oh, yeah. Don't say, amen. Uh, just a simple, okay, would be okay. So years ago, I was uh, the, the college, one of the college pastors for New Life North. It was the, we called this ministry The Mill. Anybody remember The Mill? Either you went or you heard about it. It was awesome. Uh, I led a Sunday school. And it was uh, lecture sermons. Uh, I did a PowerPoint presentation. People sat at tables. It was discussion. I gave handouts. I literally gave quizzes. It was like a really like a like a high level discipleship course through various topics of scripture. And we would pick topics per month. And one month, uh, we we decided, oh, let's do a whole month long topic on angels and demons. And it actually was a really popular sermon series because a lot of people heard that we were doing this and people, even though they weren't 18 to 30, people were like, hey, can I come? And we said, sure, you come on in, just sit in the back and, and, and just be normal. And it's like having your mom and she's like, okay, just you can come though. They were just excited. So people came and we opened it up and a lot of people came to that uh, particular uh, lecture sermon series and people invited their friends and people that might not normally have gone to church were like, oh, you're, you're, someone's going to speak about angels? I'll come and listen. To that. I'll, I'll go to that. So people came and we printed off all these. Uh, it was like a whole year of all the topics. And it was a nice, well done color uh, cardstock brochure. We, I think we printed off more than a thousand of them to get the word out of what we were doing, the different topics. And I made, here's the embarrassing part, a spelling error. And it was not caught by spell check because it's another word. But I misspelled the word angel. Do you know what I spelled? <laughs> so it's like angles and demons is what we're going to be talking about. And the whole time, people thought it was so funny. They made fun of me. Like one person rose their hand and the, like we were doing a discussion. It was like, anybody else? Like it was like an open forum. People were discussing things. It was like, hey, Joe, are we going to talk about obtuse angles as well as acute angles? And everyone just lost it. I should be quiet. So I'll make, I made one spelling error. That's, come on. And everyone just thought it was so funny. Well, here's the really embarrassing part. Do you want to hear the really embarrassing part? Thank you. Just a, it's a quiet yes will suffice. So three years pass from that sermon series, and I'm, we're still doing Sunday school, and we meet as a team, and we're praying through what topics should we talk about. And someone brought up, hey, we should do angels and demons. Remember when we did that one? Oh, yeah, it was great. People came. Even people that weren't a part of our group came because they just wanted to hear those lectures. It's like, yeah, let's do that. And enough time had passed that I forgot 
I misspelled it, and so I copied and pasted. I kid you not. Like, you're supposed to learn from your mistakes. I copied it, I pasted it, and I printed another, like, 2,000, these bulletins of, like, the year's schedule, color, copy, nice things. And once, and then I really got made fun of because I did it again. It was brutal. It was embarrassing. I say all that to say I've taught, for two, I've taught two months' worth of topics on angels, and I could probably talk about angels all morning which is exactly what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about angels this morning and come back around that they are the ones who worship the Lord. They are the ones who give messages from the Lord. And that's really what all of creation should be doing, worshiping the Lord and proclaiming the message of who God is and what he is doing. So angels, the Greek word angelos, it means messenger or sent one. It is, uh, I think people resonate with angels, even if they're not Christian Bible believers, because angels, they, they show us that this world that we're living in is like tissue paper thin with another world that's going on at the same time. And a lot of people throughout scripture, and maybe many of you, would say, I, I've seen something like an angel. I've, I've encountered something. You know, Joseph in the Bible, part of the Christmas story, is that an angel comes to Joseph, it says, in his dream. And it was so vivid and so realistic that he, he goes on with the marriage and, and believes what the angel is saying is from the Lord. I think of the Lord of Angel Armies, the, the story in the Christmas story of the shepherds who are abiding in the field, keeping watch of their flocks by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and they were so afraid. And then we see this scene unfolding where there is a host, a literal army of angels appearing to these shepherds and telling them, go see the one who was born today. That story, I've heard that story outside of Bible stories as well. There's a famous missionary. His name is John Patton. He served in the 18, 1900s, and he was a, a missionary to the Pacific Islands, was uh, ministering on an island, and a tribe surrounded his house with his wife with javelin and spear and bows and arrows. They surrounded his house, and they were going to kill him. And his wife and him prayed, and then later that night, all of the tribe left. And it just, that, was, that was interesting. They left all at once. And later on, about a year later, the chief of that tribe would become a Christian. And John and this chief were rehashing that night. And the chief said, where did you get all the soldiers? And he said, what? And he said, yeah, there was, there was men that were wearing white with swords. And so we all left. And John Patton said, well, there was, I didn't have any soldiers with me. Could that have been an appearance of angels that all those tribesmen saw at the same time? I think about angels appearing like that with light, with visions, with dreams, but they also appear as regular human beings. Did you know this? There's stories in scripture. There's uh, individuals with testimonies of things that like, was that person an angel? And so I'm wondering, like as you're looking around today, like, look down. Is there feathers under someone? Like, I don't know. Like, how does this work? There's the story of Abraham, for instance, in uh, chapter 18 of Genesis. He's just under a tree. It's the heat of the day. Three visitors come up to him. Do you know this story? And they, Abraham gives them a drink and asks them if they're hungry, calls out to Sarah. Sarah, make a meal. Uh, bake some bread. Uh, Abraham goes and pre prepares a meal for them, feeds them, and then learns kind of later, like figures this out. They have a message for him that Sarah is going to be 
pregnant. And then more to that story, she laughs. And then why'd you laugh? You know this whole story, right? Who are those three guys? Angels. I'll tell you a story. It's not an embarrassing story. Really kind of a fun story. My first mission trip ever. Uh, I was in Utah. I was out of high school, a young college student, and my college group uh, decided to go on a mission trip to Los Angeles. We're going to take a van down. We were going to partner with some homeless ministries. It was one of, I look back at that trip, it was the first time I ever got to preach. There was like this free lunch, and uh, people would come every day for this free lunch, and to begin the lunch, someone would share like a five to ten minute sermon message, and I got to preach a message to a crowd like this big, and it was like, wow, I got to preach, and it was just like one of those moments in my life of ministry ministry that I look back to. It was just an incredible trip. Well, on the way in the rented van from Utah to LA, we were somewhere near Barstow, just south of Death Valley. It's really hot there. And the, the van started having issues. And our leader, her, her name, she's like a mom character, just, just a lady in the church that had a heart for young people. And she was a mom to us and just a firecracker of a, of a lady. Her name was Nan Dance. Last name Dance, first name Nan. No one ever called her Nan. No one ever called her Mrs. Dance. We always called her Nan Dance. Nan Dance was her name. It's just a wild lady. And she, she's freaking out because the, the van's starting to break down. We pull into a gas station. We, we lift the hood and we're all just kind of scratching our heads. Like, what could this be? This is, we're trying to figure out like the phone number for the rental company and what they can do for us. And we're, you know, we're like a day's drive from Utah. And if we wait for this thing to get fixed, we're going to miss the whole five-day mission trip. And we're just kind of grieving. Like, what are we going to do? And Nan Dance has an idea. She says, hey, we should pray. It's like, oh, well, we should have started with that. Here we are sitting here all afternoon. Uh, We should have started with prayer. So we circle up and we pray. We say amen. And then this guy walks up. And he says, hey, uh, can, I, can, I, can I help you? I see your hood's up. Can I take a look? And it was like a scene out of a movie. He just shuts the hood. Give that a try. See if it starts up. And sure enough, starts right up. Nan dances, screaming, yeah, praise God. The guy says, hey, enjoy your mission trip to LA. God bless you. And we're on the road. About 10 minutes, I had my CD player. Remember CD players that you would hold like this? You couldn't bump it. And I'm listening to, uh, this is late 90s, the uh, vineyard worship music. You know what I'm talking about? Just rocking out. And Nan Dance is driving the car. And she just screams. Like, ah. And my headphones come off. I spill my drink. She said, that was an angel. And I'm like looking out the window. Like, oh, did we hit a bird? Like, what is she? She's screaming. She's screaming her lungs out. And everyone's like, what do you mean? And she's like, that guy, that guy was an angel. Think about it. She's going on and on. He just came up to us as we were praying. And and fixed it like that. I mean, we, we had other people look at it. They couldn't fix it. He must have been an angel. And they said, who told him that we were going on a mission trip to L.A.? And I was like, I didn't tell him. And we all looked around. Did you tell him? Did, were you talking to somebody else? He could have overheard. No, he just came up. So I don't know for sure. But that was a pretty, I would, it's, so here's the question for you. And I'm, I'm really curious to know, to look around and say who would raise their hand. So it's a, it's a bold question uh, to raise your hand. But who would say, like me, whether a vision or a dream or a, or a person, how many of you, I'm curious, would raise your hand and say, I think I've seen and experienced an angel. And the, oh, wow, look, okay, hold them high. Maybe a quarter or more, maybe a quarter or more of the room. Wow. So we have in our own lives, testimonies 
of angels, these things, these beings that are from the Lord. There's a verse that says, you know, to, to talk more about this, this human uh, appearance of angels, Hebrews 13, 2. Do you know this verse? It's a strange little verse in the Bible that says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Don't forget to entertain them, feed them, like treat them well, because you never know. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Here's some more fun facts about angels. They're, uh, they're beings. They're, they're creatures. They're created by God. Uh, we don't refer to angels as like, a, you know, like in Star Wars, you, the, the force is kind of unpersonified force. Angels have personification. They are individuals. They're, they're not people. They're, they're angels. They're created beings. They have names. Uh, there's, there's two angels mentioned in our Bible. The first one we already talked about here, pop quiz. We talked about the angel that appears to Mary. What's his name? Gabriel. He also is in the book of Daniel. Did you know like 600 years BC before Jesus, uh, Gabriel is there. And then he's in the New Testament as well. There's one more angel. He's referred to in the book of Revelation. His name is the archangel Michael. Good job, class. Uh, There's different ranks. There's different names. There's different individuals. There's always a question about uh, people are sometimes really into guardian angels. And Oprah Winfrey is a big fan uh, of, of guardian angels. She'll talk and talk about uh, her belief that she has guardian angels watching her. And, and as Christians, we're like, oh, that's weird. That's not in the Bible. And then they're like, well, Jesus said something kind of interesting one time. So we'll put up the scripture. It's uh, Matthew 18, 10. And I wish it's one of those passages that are like, man, couldn't you have said a little bit more? Like, this is really interesting stuff. And we just get a snippet and we're like, what does this actually mean? So uh, Matthew 18, 10, he's talking about little kids. And he says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. And what is that? I don't know what that is. That, that's all we get. Like that's the verse. And, and could this be like, oh, this is a guardian angel for kids. Uh, I don't know. And then it's like, well, as, as soon as you graduate from being a kid, you no longer have an angel. I don't know. I don't know. It's just very interesting to me. And what I don't want to happen um, in this talk, as we talk about angels, is just to get distracted. So that's why the title of this sermon, Jesus is the Reason for the Season, is just that. That whatever angels are, whatever we can uh, talk about them, and hopefully after this sermon, we could, we could you know, go ask someone, what, what, do you, what do you think about angels? I think, I really think, I really think that it could open up doors for people to talk about spirituality, because it's really easy. I think in our world, I, I, just my opinion, I think it's really easy for people to get excited and start talking about spiritual things if they have something in between that would connect them and us if they're not Christians and we're Christians. Like, oh, we could both talk about angels. What do you think? Well, what do you think? And what about a guardian angel? Well, did you know that Jesus said that kids have their angel in heaven who see the face of God? What does that mean? I don't know, but it's really Interesting. See, angels are never supposed to be the ones worshipped. Angels are never supposed to be the ones uh, glorified. It is the Lord. If we look at Revelation, the book of Revelation ends with uh, this interesting verse where John, who has been taken along this whole time by an angel, has one more interaction with this angel. Revelation 22, verse 8, towards the very end of the book of Revelation, he says, I, John, and the one who heard and saw these things, And when I had heard them and seen them, I fell down 
at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said, don't do that, exclamation point. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets, with all who kept the words of this scroll. Worship God, exclamation point. So angels, whatever they are, there are a whole bunch of them around the Christmas story. What are they doing? Well, they're, they're worshiping God and they're giving us the message that God has come to earth, that God has entered our time and space and that he is the one to be worshiped. Don't, don't get, let's not get distracted this, this Christmas. I think there's so many distractions. Maybe I'm just talking to myself about Christmas and Christmas stuff and the festivities and parties and busyness. Anybody else see this as like a stressful time of year? It's like, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's like parents and teachers, like just people are like, actually, it's the most stressful time of the year. Don't let that distract you from Jesus being the reason for the season. Let everything you do let your conversations, let even let your decorations bring you into the heart of God coming to this earth. Jesus, God himself, one of us coming to this earth. There's a big debate over what do you put on the top of a Christmas tree? Do you put a star or do you put an angel? How many of you would say we put a star? How many of you would say we put an angel? How many of you did not raise your hand? Okay, that's where we're at. I think, my personal, I'm sharing a lot of personal opinions here, either a star or an angel is perfectly fine because what is the star? At Christmas time, what does the star mean? The star is the thing that guides the magi, these wise men. Next week's sermon, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about the, the wise men, the magi who come from the east. And what leads them to the child Jesus is this star. And you know what they do? do you, I'm gonna say this next week. And, and I just, it's, they don't just like pat him on the back. They don't hug him. What do they do after they give him the gold, frankincense, and myrrh? It says they worshiped him. Like this baby, they worshiped this baby because they knew that he is God himself. So the star, it points to Jesus. The angels, what do they do? They point to Jesus. They give messages about what God is doing and they worship him. So as we close this morning, would you stand with me? The, the band's gonna come up. There, we have one more song to sing. They're gonna lead us in uh, the song, Here Comes Heaven. And I want us to take a minute. For, for many of us in here, we just, I think we need to be sure. I think I, w- I wouldn't be doing my job here as a preacher of the word of God if I didn't say that we need to know that, that our faith is put in Jesus, that there, there are certainly so many distractions around Christmas and Christmas time. But if we don't put Jesus first, if you you would leave here saying, I don't know if I really believe in Jesus, well, we want you to pause. We want you to give that consideration. We would love to have you look full at this cross and know that Jesus, God himself, didn't just come to this world to show the way, but he came to, to be the way. He is God himself to be worshiped and that we can have forgiveness of our own sins, forgiveness from ourselves, forgiveness from our mistakes through what he did on the cross. So would you bow your heads with me as we pray, Lord, for many of us in here um, that need to make a decision for you, Lord, I pray that that decision today would be made to follow you, to live a life like the angels, worshiping you, telling others about you, of your goodness, of your glory, living our lives in such a way that our whole life is a message of what you're doing, who you are, Jesus. 
So we give you thanks and praise. And now we go to your table where you've invited us in. And we receive from you the gifts that you have given to us. Lord, you're the great gift giver. You are the one who, who gives us life. You give us your body and blood to receive at a table these mysteries of your presence to us. So congregation, would you, um, in your baskets, there's these little um, cups with a, a bread at the top. And would you take out the bread? If someone around you does not have one, you can give them one. We, we, we don't have requirements for communion other than if you declare Jesus is your savior, if you believe in him, then you're invited with this congregation to receive these, these gifts with us. This is an open table. This is Jesus' table. He's inviting you into it. And if you take the bread and hold it up, we remember that Christ, on the night he was betrayed, the, the night before he died, the next day, he took bread. He said, this is my body broken for you. And we remember that on the night um, he was betrayed, that that's what he was saying about himself, that he was the broken bread for us all. So would you take this bread and would you receive it with me? Jesus also took a cup, said, this is the cup of my blood shed for you, a cup of a new covenant. And we remember him and his blood shed for us. So if you would take this cup, would you receive it with me? And we pray now, Lord Jesus, that we would be forgiven and Lord, we, we would spend our lives glorifying you, having the energy that you've given to us, having the power that you've given to us, having the life that you've given to us, that this Christmas season, we would know in our own hearts and declare that you are the reason for the season. We pray this in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.